Welcome to Park City Church. You're listening to our weekly message, where we hope you'll be inspired and encouraged to know and follow Jesus and welcome and serve others. Thank you for tuning in. Ephesians chapter 6, which Aaron read for us this morning, begins with a really small word, uh, and that word is finally, right? Finally. We've come to the end of this letter that Paul has written uh, to this group of Christians living their faith in a context that is very, again, diverse in terms of religious expression, and uh, Paul in this moment telling them, finally, finally. Now, I, I just want to reflect for a moment by way of introduction what finally does and doesn't mean in this passage. I don't think it means what my kids mean when they say finally, right? When they've been stuck in an adult conversation, maybe I'm chatting with some of you on a Sunday and you see them just kind of yanking me down, right? They're, they're ready to move on to whatever is next. And not that we don't love you or that they don't love and appreciate you, but, but the finally of like, we're moving on uh, to what I want to do, right? That's not what Paul has in mind here, right? I don't think either that he has in mind the kind of feeling I get when uh, I'm at the checkout line at the grocery store and I get a, a one last text from Jess that says, oh, could you go get some coffee creamer from the back, the back row of the grocery store as I'm about to check out, right? Like one more thing, right? Paul is not sort of tucking one last thing in the letter. Finally, like just real quick before you go, let me give you this. And I also don't think, I also don't think he's doing what pastors do uh, that I may or may not have been guilty of doing, of saying, you know, finally or in closing, and they're just sneaking in a bunch of extra stuff. Right? This, is not, this is not what Paul is doing here. What, what I think Paul is doing in this moment, what, what I hope we can reflect on this morning, uh, is that when Paul says finally, here in this passage, finally, he's, he's picking up all of the themes that he's been talking about throughout the course of his letter and saying, in light of all of this, I want you to pay attention to what I'm about to say. Right? Let's, let's reflect for a moment where we've been. Paul says, in light of all that I've shared with you, that, that this work in your life is God's, not your own. The God, that God that's working in you is rich in mercy, right? That he is inclined towards you, that he has brought you from death to life. And that through that grace in your life, he's not only brought you closer to himself, but closer to each other. And that the, the, the best way to live that grace, to experience it and express it, is to, is to live it when we walk together in our everyday relationships, which we saw last week, be it marriage or whatever the context of your everyday life might be. Paul says, finally, right, finally, in light of all of this that I've shared with you, I, I want you to pay careful attention to what I'm about to say. That the invitation, and this is where he lands, the invitation to live and rest in God's grace is not without its enemies. That so much in our life, uh, uh, so much in our life and in our world uh, works against that call and invitation in your life and mine. Pa Paul is really clear here that the struggle, the struggle to live in that place is real and real in ways that oftentimes our Western sort of sensibilities, if you will, uh, like to forget or ignore. Paul says that there is a very real opposition to your experience of living out this life of grace. And so he says, finally, right? Finally, in light of all of this, finally, we might use the word I try to think of a word we could use, henceforward, 
But yeah, right? I figured that was the reaction I would get. So maybe we'll land on a different one, right? Maybe he's, it's, it's more like, so for the remaining time, right? In light of this change that has been wrought in your heart and life, all that God has done, uh, for the remaining time of your experience in this world, living out this grace, he says, this is how you will walk forward. This is how you will move on from this moment and live out the rest of your life at home in God's grace. In a sense, again, saying, pay attention to this. So uh, as we sit with this passage, as we'll see in just a moment, his concern in all of this going forward is that in light of this life-changing truth that God and his mercy has worked, Paul says in verses 13 and 14 here over and over and over again, stand, 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 in case we missed it, stand, plant your feet here. Of all the places you could anchor your life, no, plant your feet here, stand. And we'll consider in just a moment what exactly he's asking us to plant our feet on. The point he is making, right? If you're familiar with this passage, all this like militaristic imagery of putting on, the only really action here is to put it on, right? To, to put it on. What, what, what is Paul saying? Well, I, I think Michael made the point for us, but I want, I want you to consider again the, 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 uh, the truths here. Like each piece of armor, it's, it's correlating like truth. These are the words Paul uses, truth, righteousness, peace, faith, salvation, and the word of God. All right. Do you hear those? Truth, righteousness, peace, faith, salvation, and the word of God. What is Paul saying here? I just want, I would like to ask you to consider that these are all words to describe the work of Jesus. That he is the truth, the way, the truth, and the life. He is our righteousness. He, he is peace, right? He, he is the faithful one. He is the one who has worked salvation. He is the word of God made flesh. What is Paul asking us to do? He's asking us, of all the shoes you could put on, please wear these. Plant your feet here. Not in your own effort, Right? Not, uh, not in your self sort of righteousness, not in any of these other places that he has uh, essentially pulled the rug out from under over the last six chapters. He says, no, please, finally, the way you move forward into life is to plant your feet here in the good news, the grace of God has worked for you and me in Jesus Fema Georgia came out in Jesus. <laughs> what Paul is telling us here is, sorry. Whew. <laughs> I just need a handkerchief or something. I don't know. What Paul is telling us is that the fight is real, but it's not the fight that you think. Right? That the fight worth having. It reminded me of an episode of The Office where Jim and Pam are fighting and things are derailing in their relationship. They're like, no, stay. I think we should have this fight. Paul tells us the fight worth having is this one. The fight to rest again and again and again in what Jesus has done. And that it's only out of that 
Till we find the energy and the passion and the courage and the heart to step into all the broken places in our world, be they across the ocean like Michael and his family or, or in, like some in our community have stepped into the conversation around race and politics, even in our uh, own culture, but all of that coming out of a, a life anchored in the grace of God. Paul says, this is a fight worth having. We think the fight is to be better, to do better, to pull ourselves up and go get it. Be self-reliant, self-righteous, self-centered, self-confident, right? This is what all of the self-help books point us towards. And Paul begins our reading this morning by saying, well, actually, the invitation is to admit your weakness. Is to rest instead in what he has done. To admit your weakness, not to hide it. And so he says right, right here at the beginning, we can put it back on the screen, uh, right at the beginning, finally, he says, finally, be strong in the Lord and in the power of, of his might, his work, and not our own. So that's the invitation to us. God, I want to invite you to stand with me. We're going to close with a song that uh, I hope will pull you into resting and anchoring your life in Christ. If that's not something you've done or something you have questions about, I would love to talk to you. But as we sing, I, I would encourage you, I would encourage you to step into that grace, to take all the effort you bring into this room, all of the fear as um, Michael helped us to see, all of the, all of, all of what you may have brought into this room and to, and to, in the course of singing this song, just set it before Jesus and rest in his work. Interestingly, where Paul lands in this passage, praying at all times, he says, in the spirit, with all power, the spirit who has worked all of this in our community, he says, uh, praying all of this so that I would have the courage to take that peace to others. Right, that, that this gospel of peace becomes so rooted in our lives that it would compel us to step into a world hungry for peace to take root in the hearts and families and communities and nations the world over. So will you say? Thank you for listening to the Park City Church Podcast. To learn more about our church and or to find ways to get involved in our community, visit us at parkcitykc.com or follow us on social media at parkcitykc.com.